Welcome to the Fierce Joy Podcast. I'm Anastasia, a holistic health coach, yoga instructor, entrepreneur, and a mother to far too many children. Life is too short to feel overwhelmed by too many things and too many people pulling you in too many directions. This is a space to have honest conversations with women and about life so that you can lead with strength, freedom, and joy and go out into the world and do all the amazing things that you're here to do without losing your mind. Oh, and have some friggin' fun along the way. This is it. This is your life. Hello and welcome to the Fierce Joy podcast. Today I am so excited to have Jayana on with me who is a personal trainer who started as a certified public accountant and is now a trainer, nutrition and behavior change coach. She is the founder and CEO of Boss Babe Fitness Academy, an online health and fitness program for fun, ambitious and busy women looking to undiet have fun on their health journey, and feel confident and comfortable in their own skin. Diana believes that health and fitness is not about having the flattest stomach, a six-pack, or even a toned, lifted booty. It's about feeling confident and comfortable in your own skin, running after your kiddos and not losing your breath, and wearing clothes that make you feel good without worry or overwhelm. So thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. So I always, I mean, like you have a unique story. So we got to start there, like personal fitness, but you were an accountant first. What happened? <laughs> That's yes, a little different. It's so people, when I tell people I used to be a CPA, they're like, what? Like, I just don't see it. Um, but okay. So I wanted to go to school for graphic design. My grandfather is a very success, successful business owner. So he was like, no, you should go and get a real major. So then that's when the whole business thing came about. And I pride myself of being the best at things. And so when we did our first accounting class in business school, so many people were struggling and I'm like, this is really not that hard. And I really like money. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna major in accounting. And then I also majored in IT. And then so I used those two to become a CPA and do IT audits. And then I eventually switched into taxes. But while I was studying to be a CPA all throughout college, I really found a passion for health and fitness. So I started going to the gym and um people kept asking me like what are you doing like your arms look so good and I honestly did not know because I would go to the gym go on the machines and just watch what the guys did at the free weight and then when they left I would literally mimic everything I saw them do I had no clue I was working out or why I was doing it I just thought it looked cool so I wanted to be the girl did what the guys did um and then so I was like okay well there might be something to this so maybe I should um Maybe I should go study to be a CPT because I feel really good in my body and I want other women to feel that CPT way. CPT is certified personal trainer? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so again, and as an accountant, like I fear liability. So I'm like, well, I can't tell you what I'm doing because I really don't know. So let me go learn it and then I'll share all the secrets. And so that's what I did. And then after becoming a certified personal trainer and secretly training people in my college gym, which they're not allowed <laughs> to do, I can't yell at them. So many times. <laughs> so but many if times a guy like, were to come to over to you and show you how to do it, then that would be okay, right? Like, I oh, your sweetheart, let me show pounds. you. Oh. Yeah, I literally had to get five pound weights and pretend like I was doing it with them, but really I was just training. Right. Got in so much trouble all the time. Um, we won't tell. Exactly. And so I got my CPT and then realized, okay, there's way more than to health than 
exercising, right? So then I went and did the nutrition thing. And then I was like, well, there's way more than nutrition. There's a mindset and a way of being. And so then I got my behavior change certification and then I quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) And then I did that. Well, and I think what's so beautiful about that story is for a lot of women, we actually don't know what we want to do or we do. And then other people tell us why we're wrong or it's not Mm -hmm. a safe choice or we should do something else. So sometimes it takes time to uncover that. And you didn't just like step into boss babe fitness, knowing exactly your perspective and like how to do it all. And you just did the next thing, the next thing and layered it on to probably what you were seeing in your clients, right? Like they're doing the workouts, but why isn't this changing? literally yes like and this has been a journey since me starting with myself in 2013 and then deciding I was going to get certified in 2015 and then working as a CPA doing what I was supposed to do and then in 2019 I was like I'm not doing this anymore I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to bet on me and it's been happily ever after since (laughs) that's right every moment every moment every moment no hiccups nothing (laughs) that's right just like when this uh, recording started and we couldn't log on it was just like smooth flying all the time well I, I just think that's beautiful to recognize recognize that progress that you've made into this person you've become because so often we look to Instagram or other and then see the end product or just the best of version and so it's just nice like if someone looks at your picture right you're like her arms are ripped she's got all her shit together and like the truth is it took you time on this journey to step into your power and who you wanted to be in this place and that's just beautiful to recognize for people that might not be in that space yet to go okay I don't need to know it all absolutely just do the next thing Yep. And to just figure out like what I stand for when I didn't stand for, right? Like at first I thought from the perspective of training clients that like the only transformation that I could have help them have was weight loss, right? Because that's what everyone wants. And now that I'm like actually in the industry doing the work and recognizing that I want long-term transformation. I don't stand for that anymore. I'm like, yeah, sure. You might come in for weight loss, but I guarantee you, you're going to leave for other reasons, better relationships with your family and kids, confidence to say no to things you don't want to do. And yes, to things you do want to do. Like I'm trying to help my clients use health and fitness as a way to just really discover and understand themselves more and figure out how they want to show up in the world. And again, I did not think that that's what this would all lead to. And here we are. And it just feels so good. Yeah. I'd be curious because there's a different path that people take to this. Were you someone who was always active and physical growing up or were you someone who came to fitness later in life or working out in a more traditional sense? So I was very active. (laughs) I was active growing up because I'm a I'm the second oldest of six kids. And so like our house was always loud, always crazy. And we always lived in neighborhoods with a lot of kids. So we would play tag, all of these things. And then we did play sports growing up, but in high school I was prioritizing more cheerleading over like actual sports. And so I would say I was active, but I did not care whatsoever about what I was eating. And I definitely didn't care about intentional exercise. Like I tell everyone this, but growing up, I was literally obsessed, obsessed with McDonald's. It was like my favorite food on earth and going on dates in college, people would be like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, McDonald's, take me to McDonald's. Yeah. (laughs) And then you get older and you're like, oh, that really doesn't sit so well anymore. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. So I think I, what I love too about your story is that you're in the gym 
and you're copying what the guys do. And I find this fascinating because I started weightlift. I've always been an athlete and okay. very physical like you, but nobody ever taught us weightlifting. And so it's really intimidating. And I just want to acknowledge that when we can go back to gyms and be open and free and breathe on each other of yes. often you walk into physical spaces and it is all men making loud grunting noises and yes. they look like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Which yep. when you learn more, you know, they're just making loud noises and we'll be at the chiropractor in a month. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it for me, the reason why I started weight training is because I would, when I first started going to the gym, I noticed that like all of the women were on the cardio machines and just like accounting, I really like being like the black sheep. So if ever, all the females are on the cardio machines, well, I'm going to be that one girl who is looking like she knows what she's doing. It comes yeah. to weight training. Um, so that's the only reason literally I got into weight training. If all the girls were weight training, I would have been the girl on the cardio machine. <laughs> Which is such a cultural shift because I would say 10 years ago, it still is, right? Like you have to do an Audi hour, an hour, Audi, I can't talk, <laughs> an hour of cardio on a weight machine. And even now I'll have clients who are ready to move into movement and they're like, okay, I'm going to get up at five and work out for an hour. And I'm like, are you training for a marathon or what are you doing for an hour? Like, I don't, I, I don't understand. And so I think there's been this cultural shift or starting to be a shift of like cardio serves one purpose, but mm -hmm. there are so many other ways of moving your body that are important to know about. And the cardio machine is kind of a, I feel like such a, a dated idea that sometimes we pull with us or lightweights for women or that sort of thing. Yes, absolutely. Some of the things that we have clients do in Boss Babe is try to figure out how to add fun to movement. So like, what does that look like for you? Like, are you the kind of girl after hustling all day, like sitting at a computer screen needs to just stretch out her body and like slow down, be away from your phone. Okay. Go do a yoga class. Are you someone like me who has super high energy? I just want to be around people and dance, you know, dance around then. Okay, cool. Go to hip hop class, go to Zumba. But I think that too often we're working out because we're trying to chase like, Oh, if I do this and this is going to allow me to look like this versus chasing like if I go work out I am going to feel this way and because Ooh. you work out to feel a certain way then you will have that physical transformation you're looking for but if you're only doing it for what your pant size is going to be in a couple of months then you won't be on a journey for long yeah I'm sure as hell isn't gonna last very long and I think that's so important and this is this whole conversation that we need to be having more and more of your health and fitness has nothing to do what your outsides look like Mm, yes. Your your measurement of health has nothing to do with like your pant size, the size of your ass, all of these <laughs> things that we keep perpetuating because, you know, it's like a $700 billion industry to make us feel bad about ourselves and it's all around us all the time. And um, the other beautiful thing you said was fun mm. and enjoyable to you and what you need which is the point of all of it, right? Like, which I think is a very different paradigm for women, especially who might be more 40, 50, 60, that the point of this is to have fun, to feel Absolutely. something different. Absolutely. And I just think that, again, because the industry is made off of profiting off of people. And when you tell someone like, hey, this is going to be your solution to feel good, right? So you're always, you're framing it in a way that you're always going to need this thing in order to feel X, 
experience, right? And it's just not true. Like you are the creator of your own life. You know your body better than anyone. And so again, like you should be going after eating foods that bless your body or movement that feels good to you simply because like you are striving to feel good. And it's okay if that changes week to week, month to month. Like we are human beings and we have needs. And I think the beautiful thing about health and fitness, if we're doing it quote unquote right and not looking to outside sources for what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing, that it can just be this magical, beautiful journey of one self-discovery, but then also like connecting with our bodies. And I feel like us as women, for so many reasons are so out of touch with our body. We're out of touch with our feminine cycles. We're out of touch with our intuition. We don't know we should trust ourselves. And we're always seeking to go to other people to validate like if what we think is right or wrong. And again, through a, a platform of health and fitness, I am trying to like just shake the, you know, my clients and say, wake up, girl, we are in a matrix. Get out. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think too, I think the real insidious thing is the brilliance of it, right? Of that it makes us think it's us that we're not motivated. I'm not motivated. I'm not driven. If I worked, you know what, if I worked harder, if I tried more and the truth is women are trying their asses off. We are doing all the things for everyone all the time. Instead of going, the system is rigged and a load of crap. Yeah, it's hard to see it. And then you start like I literally what was I doing yesterday? Oh, I saw like my bubbly water had the word sin on it, sin free. And I was like, it's fucking water. (laughs) Of course, it's sin free. And even if it was the most delicious chocolate cake, like my food has no morality to it, nor does my pleasure, nor does my joy, nor does my body like it's so layered. And I would like for someone starting on this journey, bringing play and joy into movement. If they are like, I hate moving my body or, oh, I don't, I'm in that oh space where I just feel heavy and uncomfortable and I don't really want to be in a public space in my yoga pants because I'm super fat and uncomfortable. And yes, I'm a feminist, but the truth is that I just don't want to. How do you start figuring out what feels good for you and is fun? Mm. I think that's such an important question. And it's so funny that you bring that up because I was on the call with a potential client yesterday and she was saying how she just feels so uncomfortable in her body that she doesn't want to walk out of her front door to go on walks in her own neighborhood. And it like broke my heart. But then again, it also pissed me off because I'm like, oh, this is impacting your your day to day. Um, This is not about what the scale says. It's about the quality of your life right now, today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And so I think for the person who is like, I don't want to be out in public trying to move my body. I definitely don't want to go to a gym. Like, that's okay. Like, there's so many things that you can be doing at home that in the comforts of your own space to still feel good. So some of my favorite things to do, turn my favorite music, and I will literally just have a dance party with me and my dog. (laughs) Phenomenal. Or wake up in the morning and allow yourself to just stretch your body in a way that feels good. Like maybe you need to loosen up your neck or your lower back or open up your hips, like whatever, that's still movement, right? Um, Some other fun free ways to move your body is just to do chores. Like, and it's a win-win because like you're cleaning the house but you're also moving your body. And so, but again, turn on your favorite jams because it's supposed to be fun. Or another episode of the Fierce Joy Podcast season two. Well, and I think too, there's acknowledging that's where you're at. Like, wow, this is big and scary to mm. 
do I need to bring in a friend and someone who loves me on this? Like, you don't have to do it alone. Maybe there's some woman who in your life who's fucking fierce and you're like, okay, she emanates like confidence. I'm just going to hop on that and be terrified with her. Um, and to like just calling bullshit on it all, like seeing it outside of yourself and noticing beautiful bodies that aren't what have been prescribed to us. Mm. Yeah. Like one of the things. Yes. Um, I was gonna say one of the things that I like to have my clients do because a lot of women are coming to us because they from a place of hate like I'm coming to you because I hate my body I don't like the way I feel I feel like something about me is wrong and so one of the things we have them do is write a thank you letter to your body because Mm. your body is not wrong like your body loved you so much that when you felt bad and you wanted to lay in bed all day it was there to support you when you felt emotional and you wanted to eat your body was there for you like your body is not wrong so let's start out this journey by shifting your mindset and coming to your and having this loving relationship to your body, right? So like maybe you don't feel comfortable moving yet, but can you at least start to love your body? Or maybe if you're, again, afraid to go out in public and move your body in front of other people, then how about we start with nutrition in a way that feels good to you? Because again, health and fitness is so much more than just exercise and movement. There's so many ways that we can be healthy, even if that's just from a spiritual standpoint. So I'm going to start meditating or I'm going to start journaling so that I can build that confidence that you was just talking about to say bullshit to how I'm feeling right now about movement. And I think it's so great, all those different ways you described. Like, I think often, I know, often women, like, A, start with everything at the same time (laughs) and make it the most extreme and start in the area that's difficult for them. And it's so brilliant to look at what you're already doing well Mm. and improve that area. So maybe, like you said, we were talking about movements. That's, That's too much right now. But you know what? I'm actually doing okay in my nourishing of my body. I wonder mm-hmm. if I can just like lean into that a little bit more. And so it's it's so, I love the words play and curiosity and also do find your entry point. Find that place where your stress response doesn't go off the chart. So like maybe dancing is someone's nightmare of like, you want me to do an unchoreographed dance? What? <laughs> but, but yoga or Pilates in my living room for 10 minutes is like chair yoga and it's like, then do that part, do that thing that makes you just a little uncomfortable, but doesn't make you never go. Like all you do then is set yourself up for failure and to feel bad and then guilt, shame, spiral. Yeah, yeah. We we talk about the path of least resistance all the time. Like yeah. think about the version of you who's the happiest and the healthiest. Okay, what would she be doing? What would her nutrition look like? What would she be eating on a day-to-day basis? How would she be moving her body? What mindset and spiritual practices would she have? And then just literally brain dump everything. And you're gonna have those things on your paper that make you feel like, oh, like, I know the best version of me would be doing that, but me right now cannot get behind that. But then you're also going to have those things that are on your list that feel like, okay, yeah, I could totally start doing that tomorrow. Then that's definitely a thing that you should start with. Because again, forward momentum creates momentum for you to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And in a year from now, your life looks completely different, but it didn't start because you did all of the things and felt miserable. And now you're still magically on this journey. It's about what is the next thing that's going to allow me to feel good, do that, feel good. And out of the place of feeling good, you're going to do want to do the next thing that makes you feel good. And that's how you change your lifestyle. And I think we live in a culture of massive transformation overnight. 
by yourself, right? Like I did it alone overnight and in 10 days instead of the reality of how sustainable it like you don't think about brushing and flossing your teeth or wiping after you go to the bathroom anymore you just do it and it doesn't cause guilt or shame when you forget except for the wiping thing but <laughs> you're just like oh i forgot to floss i'm out of the habit and so it's it's sort of amazing to me of some of this stuff of like culturally it's integrated of like we want dramatic change. We want before and after. We want to know. And the truth is your life is now. Yep. It's in between. And the sweet space is we're not guaranteed more of it. And so that shouldn't mm. scare you, maybe a little, but like to, to, I had a huge epiphany that like a few months ago, like my sister called about a trip she was taking and I got hugely jealous. I'm like, this is bullshit. Everybody gets to do great things for me. And I was like, what am I craving? And it was adventure. I miss mm. adventure. I have three children that I have to, I mean, I love them. Um, I miss the freedom of adventure. And it was like, well, how can I have adventure today? I can't take a one month trip. Dang it, that's what I really wanna do. Right. So I took a bike ride with my two year old and found a route and got lost. And we sang and chatted the whole time. And it was like, most of the things you want, you can have right now in the body you're in without changing anything about your life. Mm, I love that so much because I agree 1000%. Like we want the more money or we want the body or we want to fit in that pant size so badly because to us, it represents something. And that something yes. is never it's something in the outside world. Like we want the things in the outside world because it's going to make us feel a certain way inside. And then, so just make a list. Like when was the last time I felt ha happy or joyful or adventurous and journal about those things and say, okay, what are the big things I can do? Like take a one month trip to make me feel adventurous, but then what's the small thing I can do? And maybe for me, that would be going to a coffee shop that I've never been to and having a, a chai tea latte. Oh, that sounds amazing, right? But knowing that about yourself and just knowing that, okay, it's not really the thing that I'm after. Like, I really want this certain car. And when I look back to it, I'm like, okay, but why? It's because I want to feel successful. Okay, cool. Well, then how can you feel successful just today? Actually, you know what? I'm going to leave my phone in the house and I'm going to go on an hour walk without guilt with my dog. That would feel success, like success to me. And so you it's are in like, control cool. of your day and your schedule and your mood. <laughs> exactly. And now I just allowed myself to have success today in this moment in this body with the exact same circumstance versus waiting until xyz happens in the outside world which is a never-ending loop right like i'll be happy when i'll feel this way when 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 and it's just like you're not guaranteed that when like you said you just have to be the person who can create it now and i think that sometimes scares people a little bit like well if but what if i really do want that financial success and two things you can hold two truths that are opposed at the same time in your hands right like my life can be gifted and blessed with this beautiful family i have and it's exhausting sometimes i want to quit and i have no interest in being home with them all the time like this is not where i want to be so you cannot be where you want to be and have like and love and accept it and create day-to-day -day choices as well as 
wanting to step into a new chapter of your life and wanting more for your life and different things. But the only thing that changes if you're focused on your weight or a financial number like you were talking about is your weight and financial number. This this if then or when then game we play is an insane cycle of never getting anywhere you truly want to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I am really trying to I have really been trying to embody in my life is the idea of not being obsessed with the destination, but being obsessed with becoming like the version of me who has that body or the version of me who has that confidence or the version of me who has that success in business. Like she had to become the version of myself to like vibrate (laughs) in the world at a frequency that attracted those things right and so again it's not about i will be happy when i have those things it's about oh that person she is confident that person she is so assured with her mission and her why and her personal brand and statement and so how can i just embody that today so that when i do have those things like i am able to keep that like to say it in a health perspective, like if someone would just woke up, right. And they were 50 pounds down overnight. Like they just woke up and they were in a body that was 50 pounds down. They would not be the version of themselves who understands how to sustain that. And I think what's really so sad in the health and fitness industry is that it's like, let's get 30 pounds down in 10 days, yada, yada, yada. But we're doing all of that from a place of like, I'm not going to maintain this. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to be miserable in the 10 days. And then I'll finally have that. But then you didn't actually change or become the version of yourself who could embody 50 pounds down. So you're really setting yourself up for failure. But if you just learn to fall in love with the journey versus arriving, when you finally do arrive, like you are going to appreciate it so much because along the way, you've been happy. You've been living in alignment. You've been living in flow and you've been learning a lot about yourself and your body. And so I just think that this whole quick fix, like I have to have it now mindset is just so counterintuitive to the actual growth process about again learning and understanding who we are well and it's just downright toxic and not how the brain works like at first when you're creating something new it will take effort and you might need a guide to build who knows a little bit more than you or a friend who can kind of like lead you up the path a little bit um but you know now you know how to brush your teeth it, mm-hmm. it takes up no brain power because you built up the skills and you practiced and so you know, to build the habit. And like, I think, you know, the word becoming is beautiful because eventually you don't like one of the great examples I always think of is like, I I don't think about working out. I don't have to make a plan to do it because I am a person who moves my body. So the question is never, do I want to? That's just not what I ask myself because I'm a person who moves my body every day. Now, I didn't say I needed to burn a certain amount of calories. I didn't say what I had to do. So sometimes, like eventually, when you build these skills, step upon step, layer upon layer, they become who you are. And when we do these resets and programs, it's like you're gripping as tight as you can and you do it, like you said, you lose the weight and then you're so exhausted. And I have no interest in staying in a perfect paleo, raw, vegan, um diet counting everything all the time for my rest of my life i just want to know what works for me i cook kind of the same 30 foods and then every now and then i mix it up like it's 
not complicated because I figured out what works and we just try and get that quick fix and hope we can like short like hack like I'm so over life hacks like stop trying yeah. to hack yourself in your life stop hacking yep. it yep one of the in the reason why I'm like literally so obsessed with becoming is because when you understand that you have habits, you have lifestyle, and you have identity. Habits are you practicing something until it's familiar. A lifestyle is practicing something until you can't get it, uh, to, until you get it right. But an identity is you practice something so many times that you can't even get it wrong. So of course you don't have to wake up and decide like, am I gonna work out today or not? Like, it's just something you do because that's a part of your identity. And when something is a part of your identity, you're gonna fight for it, right? And so it's just like, Again, that's why so to me important to fall in love with that slow journey of becoming because like once you're there, you're there and it's like not this thing that you're like fighting to become or I have to eat this way or I have to move my body in this way. It's like, no, like I move my body because it makes me feel good. That's just a part of like who I am and what I do. And I don't care if it's a yoga class or it's a run or if it's like literally just I like to sometimes sit in front of my TV and like work out like on a couch and I'm just like, that's perfect. I moved my body. And it's, there's no guilt though around that because like, that's how I needed to show up for myself today. And I think the word guilt is so important to recognize because again, when it's a habit and I just like to use brushing your teeth because it, or like putting the dishes in the dishwasher, right? Like at the end of the night, if you're too tired to put your dishes in the dishwasher, you don't then go into bed and go, well, I'm a horrible mother and wife mm. and partner. I failed humanity because the dishwasher's not loaded up. I'll never get it done. I might as well burn my house down. And the truth is that's what we do to ourselves when we decide we're going to do something in a crazy intense way. And then the minute we think about it or get it just a little bit off of perfection, we're like, that's it. I'm a terrible person. I'm yep. always going to be fat. My body sucks. It's not meant to have stretch marks. Like all of this, we go way off the deep end. And mm. the beauty of becoming is it's long and slow, like you said. But you have to fight culture there a bit of, aren't you just supposed to, everybody else does it overnight, aren't you? Right, exactly. Why didn't I just wake up and like magically be 50 pounds down? Like that's what the girl down the street did doing keto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going there, not going there. I would be interested in your perspective too, because I um, am working on my personal training certification, not because I want to be a trainer, but just, I love movement and adding that into my coaching practice. But um, I think it's really profound, the lack of information about women's bodies. And I found that through being pregnant and post-pregnancy, but now I'm having conversations with my clients about menopause, which apparently a woman doesn't just die at 40 and our bodies change and they're not a man's body. Crazy, right? <laughs> so I would be curious kind of what you have learned over time or what you have seen, or if you found that to be true, because that's really profound to me of just like, we go in and do these searches and watch what a guy does. And it's like, that's not your body. Yeah, no, 1000%. So, um, so this is like an art, not a science, but we even break it down to like the different body types. So if you're doing like Ayurveda, it's uh, Kapha, Pitta and Bata or layman's terms, it would be endomorph, mesomorph and ectomorph. And so in my program specifically, we are, um, 
basically saying, hey, you more so have this body type, like you, there's, okay, because of there's the three different body types, like one person would be super set up to go run a half marathon and they're going to absolutely love it. And their body thrives off carbs. Another body type, their body is going to love a little bit more fat and carbs more so from like fruits and veggies, but not all like the oatmeal and stuff like that. So that is the first level of diversification that we do and see that works really well. But then beyond that, you have clients who have endometriosis, PCOS, Hashimoto's. And so I think like our exercise approach for someone who has a hormonal imbalance like that is not going to be the same for someone who doesn't. So some clients can thrive off of um, weight training and cardio. And then some other clients might need to just do a very slow walk and to open up their hips and to really move their body in a slow, intentional way to just support their hormones. Um, and we're even trying to, because there, you're definitely going to see this in your personal training books, but even exercising and eating for your cycle, like when your hormones are changing throughout the four weeks, so the four phases of your cycle, like your estrogen might be this way, your progesterone might be this way. And like, no one's talking about that. And which, yes, like, I think that's so great. You mentioned that. Cause I literally like, I've had, I've either been pregnant, just had a miscarriage, just had another baby, had a C-section. Like, so I just took my IUD out because I'm telling everyone this because I said to my doctor, my sex drive is really low and I know I'm stressed to the max, but is there anything else going on? She goes, well, your IUD takes some of your sex drive away. I was like, are you kidding me? No No one's ever said that. that. So in case you were wondering, (laughs) and I just like, that makes me really angry that no one bothered to tell me the, like, to me, that's important. This is a part of my identity, whether I have a partner or I'm involving him or it's just me really enjoying myself and so I just got my period for the first time like right now and I was just noticing the cycle of like I just really want to go to a warm yoga class yes I just like I love I am I am like a husky I am energetic I am like lifting weights heavy not because of any like I just need to move stuff And during like respecting these cycles and understanding them is so beautiful and empowering, not as a disadvantage, not we shouldn't be talking about it, but this is your cycle. We are on 28 day cycles. Men are on like a 325 day cycle. Those are different cycles. Yeah. No, it's sad because I've been on birth control since like, I think 18, I'm now 27. So we're about to hit the 10 year mark and then I'm going off to celebrate, but you know, and I'm, I'm 27, so I'm, I'm not that old, but my sex drive definitely decreased. And this whole time, it's so sad too, because I'm thinking there's something wrong with me. Maybe it's just because Obviously, because if there's anything off anymore. about your body, it's your fault. Exactly. And so I'm like, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I broken at? Like, all of these things. Like, my hormones haven't changed that much because I haven't had kids. So like, what the hell is happening to me? And I just think it's so sad that like, we are just told like, hey, oh, you're sexually active or you have bad period cramps, you take this pill, um, it'll make you feel better. But we're not actually talking about like how that's suppressing your hormones, how like if you're missing periods, like I used to be 
I used to brag how I didn't have periods because I was taking hormonal birth control and all this stuff. Like I was like, yeah, I don't have periods. I'm so cool. I don't have to deal with that, that mess. And then one thing I just woke up and I'm, I'm like, okay, first of all, Jayana, you are a female with a menstrual cycle that should be celebrated. Like, why am I celebrating the fact that I'm suppressing something that my body is doing naturally? Because and it's because I'm living in a man's world. And so right. I'm like, now you're more like a man. Don't inconvenience me with having tampons and pads and talking about that maybe there's blood on your butt when you squat because you know you missed a little bit and like because we have to fit in to someone else's world and I just want to recognize like you and I have done a a lot of work and we are still friggin human beings yes yep this is still gonna come up for you Absolutely. Yeah. So I am having periods again. I'm taking my red pills. Um, I am doing the research to set myself up for no more birth control because I'm just so over it. And now as a business owner, I'm even trying to figure out like how to match like what I'm doing in my business for the four phases of my cycle. And so not to just match like, you know, eating and exercising with my cycle, but like, how do I show up in my business during the different four weeks of the month? Which is beautiful and not everyone has that freedom, but they have little ways of being in control of their schedule that way. And I, like, I'm obsessed with sleep. My period in like that side is like next on my list straight up because I'm getting very excited about this topic. But um, even just recognizing like, I am a night owl, but my life requires me to be an early morning person. And so I'm constantly, it doesn't come naturally, not because because of that, that's not who I am. But what are the ways that I can layer that in? And now, again, now that I'm getting my period, it's like, how can you honor and respect, like we're moving into fall and winter and then you have your cycle. And that sounds, it might sound complicated. Like, woman, I have so much shit on my plate right now. And now you want me to like cycle stuff with like, I can't do that. And if this is calling to you, great. When you're ready, great. You can layer it in. But that there is... It's almost like instead of fighting the tide and swimming upstream, you can keep fighting or you like float and find ease and brilliance and beauty in it. Like, oh, this would be a good week to do something restorative with my clients or just lead a gentle hike or all of that. Like go to a movie with my kids. Like we're not doing all the activities. And so I think too, it can feel like a lot. And the truth is it's just one other thing you can layer in and it brings such ease and energy yep and going back to what we were talking about earlier just do the thing of least resistance like i said like i'm going off of birth control until like 2023 because that sounds like a lot to me i have a lot of resistance around that but what can i do okay i can look at my social calendar especially for those who have a corporate job look at your social calendar and say, am I like literally maxing out all of my weekends and then getting to Monday feeling super exhausted? That would be a great place to start and say, okay, actually the weekend of my period, I am going to lay around. I'm not getting dressed. I'm going to order food. And it's just going to be a weekend of just doing nothing like, and not talking to anyone. And that might feel good for you, or you might want to be out and about. It's just like, whatever feels good for you and whatever is the next path of least resistance. But what allow you to feel good so this is way new territory for me I am not an expert by any means but it's just something that like my intuition is saying Jayana you need to learn more about this and so I am just doing little things in my own life 
to embody that like just okay well what cycle of my you know flow am I this this week and saying okay well how do I feel and even if that's just like tracking when I do my gratitude list like how did I feel this week compared to last week because again it is not my specialty but I'm just interested in it and so for me tracking and then looking at my social life and then how am I showing up in my business feels like the three things that I can control and just kind of like be like a little lab rat for myself. (laughs) Well I think that's such a so beautiful and such a great way to really apply it for someone who doesn't want to go crazy on this of just really practical looking at their calendar. And I think it's just so important for people who have a womb to talk, have these conversations of this is a part of how our bodies work. And it's kind of outside of good and bad or even leaving into powerful and Mm. good and amazing. And this conversation around menopause that um, it's not scary. It's not bad. It's not supposed to be awful. It's just learning how, like, this is how your bone density changes over time. This is how you might need to shift things up a little bit. It's not the death of you and something to do in private or quietly. It's a next stage of your womanhood and your life and empowerment. Um, which we need to have way more, open judgment-free conversations around like getting older like going off of birth control going on birth control having being pregnant for the first time delivering your baby like just all of these things I feel like as women we're supposed to just be pretty have all the answers and just not complain even though you're like I just want to complain right now I just want to cry and I just want to yell and be angry and feel through all of these emotions but I can't yeah and even the word complain right screw that how about just like talking about your life it's not complaining I mean sometimes it is but like for the most part it's not it's processing it's figuring out it's all those things and I love that word and yes this unrealistic expectation around age and I don't care what you do with your face your boobs your butt like but we think these ideas are ours and they're not Mm. and so questioning and noticing those like I one of my journeys is my friggin stretch marks as a teenager like I was never like overweight I was super active and I, I have a vivid memory as a teenager someone looked at the back of my legs and I had stretch marks and then said you should get that looked at that's not normal and I was like oh but there's nothing you can do about it and that's and like again with each baby I gained very little weight because I was so sick people would be like, you look so good. And I was like, I feel like shit, but thanks. And I just like something about that felt wrong. And with every baby, I just got more stretch marks and more stretch marks and not because I gained weight. I used every cream. I did all the stuff you're supposed to do. And I would love to say that they're my warrior woman tiger stripes. Yes. I hate that. Drives me nuts. Someday I will part two, but there are these things that so many women have stretch marks. So many women have cellulite. You have hairs that poke out of your nipple, your chin, your nose, your eyebrow. Like there's so many things we have to alter and adjust about ourselves. So I'm not even like, I'm saying it like it's almost so simple, but I'm like, you're empowering your period. I'm, I love so many things about my body. And this is something where it's like, I have a hang up about it. So it's, it's simple, it's recognizing it, and it's a friggin' process sometimes to go like, that's not my idea. Someone when I was very young told me it was bad and wrong and not normal, and now 
20 years later, I still carry that with me. Yeah, it's became your truth. And something that I think maybe I was listening to a podcast on an auto, audible book. And the person said that like your hate area on your body, it's like someone's dream, right? So for the woman who cannot get pregnant and who can't have all those stretch marks from naturally birthing three, three beautiful babies, she would die to have your stretch marks, right? And so like, I try to like remind myself that like for me, my problem area would be my boobs. Like I always dreamed of the day I would have C cups and I am still waiting. (laughs) I check every morning. Oh, okay. Not there. I'll wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, No. And, but, and then I think of the the woman who has breast cancer and had to have her breast removed and she would kill to have my boobs. And so it's just like, you know what, like, this is my body. I love my body and I try to do mirror exercises every day. Like, you know what? These boobs are perfect. These boobs are mine. I love running. So I'm also excited that I don't have big boobs popping in my face. Yeah. Yeah. Because of heavy boobs. So it's just like, come on. Like you just have to just be grateful because again, your thing that you hate is something that someone else would die to have. And I think that's a really powerful exercise if it works for you. And so I think like these like are all just tools. So for me, that is a beautiful exercise that has never worked. Okay. And I just love that because I love that it works for so many people. And for me, it just makes me feel guilty because I get it. And then I'm like, but I still hate it. And so then I've layered on guilt on top of part hate, not hating, but just like being uncomfortable part of my body. And so I think sometimes that doesn't mean there's no hope for you. It just means you haven't found the right words or exercise. And there's like loving, like just another meditation about just appreciating your body and not like using, not in accordance to anyone else's life, not in really like my hands get to brush my, like I'm even getting teary yet. I get to brush my daughter's hair to the side with my hands and they have veins like my grandmother's, right? Or um, somebody might do a mirror exercise, like look at my boobs, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like when you work with a coach or a guide, there are many exercises out there that you can work that tune into your space. So try that one out, try your exercise out of a, like appreciating that. And if that doesn't work, try another one because there's mm-hmm. so many out there. I could talk to you forever, but I want to be a little respectful of time. Um, what do you want more women to know about their bodies? Ooh, I would say that your body knows more than you think it does. And that when your body, quote unquote, isn't doing what you want it to do. So maybe your sex drive isn't where you want it to be, especially when it was like, well, it was up here and now it's down here. Instead of looking at your body, what I did for so many years and say, I'm so wrong, there must be something wrong with me. Ask, okay, what is my body telling me, right? My body's telling me that it doesn't want to be on birth control. Maybe my body is telling me that maybe I'm not getting enough sleep. Like, instead of thinking that your body's good or bad, right or wrong, like understand that like your body is one, again, loves you. Your body loves you so much because it allows you to do so many things like brush the hairs on your daughter's head. And so uh, like listen to your body and stop fighting against your body and recognize that you two are on the same team. You want the same things, right? You want to be happy. You want to live a long life. You want to be able to touch and connect with your loved ones. And so it's just like, instead of 
seeing your body as bad or right or wrong, like ask yourself, like, how can you support your body and how are you being supported by your body? Because I think that's way more empowering. And then again, stop looking into outside sources for answers because you have the answers inside of you. And I do think there is time and a place for a coach, but I think real coaching comes from when the coach realizes that they're your guide. They are not your hero. They are not the person who's leading you on your journey. I'm just here to like hold your hand and talk to you when you need it, you know? <laughs> well, and just make the journey a little more simple and personalized to you and hold space when, when you are on it. And then maybe like when you're feeling a little weary, be like, hey, remember when you said this is important for you? I got you. I got like, we can do this. Don't lose hope. And um, I always laugh because I think like every coach, right? Like if they, if someone in any setting says to me, I know what you need, walk out the door. <laughs> like if they give you a prescription, except for if you actually need medication, like walk out the door, ask questions. Yes. Um, one thing I think you said that is so brilliant is you said you and your body are on the same team. And I don't think that's true for most women. Mm. And I think that's so simple and hard to learn that you are in this together. You're not fight. You're not on the opposite team. You're not fighting. It's not a disadvantage you're on the same team. So that is just a beautiful way to put that integration, the holistic, the embodiment, the trust, the love. I love to end with a series of four questions, but before we do that, uh, where can people find you, reach out to you, connect with you uh, after listening when they're like, oh, this woman is on it. Um, I am Jayana Francis on both um, Facebook and TikTok. So that's J-A-I-A-N-A Francis with an I. So F-R-A-N-C-I-S. And then I have a free group called Boss Bay Fitness Community on Facebook. And then my website is Boss Bay Fitness Academy, not on Instagram. Um, again, taking an audit of my life, what brings me energy, what doesn't bring me energy. And that platform, I just uh, could not get behind. So. <laughs> That was me for Twitter. Like I hired a coach who was like, you need to be on Twitter. You need, and every time I was just like, oh, I hate this. That's literally Instagram. I'm like literally posting the same thing on Instagram and Facebook. But when I'm on Facebook, I'm like, yes, can I wait to serve these people? Instagram, I'm like, oh, I do not want to freaking look up hashtags. I don't care. I love that. So like, just follow the yes or oh. Exactly. If you're like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it in all areas of life. Unless yeah. it's like feed your children on one of those days, then you should probably. Yeah. Do it. Um. What pisses you off? Ooh, what pisses me off? Um, what pisses me off is women not putting themselves first. Um, and I say this out of the love of my heart, but I feel like we are all in this, like, again, the matrix and you become a mom or you start working and you become a career woman or you become a wife. And as you put on so many more hats and carry on so many more roles, you forget that you're your own individual human being with your own wants, needs, desires, and dreams. And I think about this visualization exercise so much 
much. And it's me, Jayana, when I'm on my deathbed and I'm looking back at my life and I'm constantly asking myself, Jayana, today, if you were looking back on your life, would you be able to peacefully go knowing that you showed up, you played the game of life and you just lived it to the max? Or would you look back with so many regrets? And that was the visualization exercise that allowed me to start my business and quit my job. And I feel like so many women would look back on their life and say, damn, I missed it. And that pisses me off. It pisses me off so much. I can, I can tell. And that's why I love that question. I think that's such a... Um... That is a fantastic journal exercises, unless it causes major stress and anxiety of, if this were it, like, would I be proud of myself or not? Or at the end of my life, what would I hope that it would look like? Or what would I, what matters most to me? And that can be a really powerful space to reflect on for some time and not wait for the holidays to be over, not wait for a new year and make a new year's resolution, not wait for the next thing or reason now, yeah, right now. Yep, right now. And I wanna be clear that you don't have to have achieved a thing. What's important to me is that I know that I was on the path to the thing, right? So like, I don't have to have X amount of revenue in my business to die in with happiness. It's the fact that I started it in the first place, right? Is it perfect? No, is it like where I want it to be? No, but the fact that like I even started, to me, that is the real win. That is the real, like I did it and I'm proud of myself, even if it wasn't perfect. Yeah. which. Is- such a good point right if you're on a health and wellness journey like the goal isn't that you made it to a certain weight pan size or ran the marathon or whatever it is it's that you showed up for yourself every day Mm -hmm. or most days (laughs) and you didn't think about doing it and buy into the overwhelm and then just add it to your shame guilt spiral and list and then it's like the next new year's and you're like damn it i'm here again in the same spot i'm always in yep Okay, and then I have to add one more thing to that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> also want, if you're doing this exercise and, okay, we don't want to judge based on if we actually achieved the thing. Uh, we just want to judge based on if we're actually on the journey. But then we also don't want to uh, judge based on like, okay, am I on the journey at all? But am I on the journey and did I enjoy it? Because like you can be on the path to weight loss and be so freaking miserable. And so it's like, okay, but again, like what was the point if you're just going to be miserable and hated anyways? So can we be on this journey and just focus on like what feels good and then focus on again, being on the same team with our body and just chasing after that to me those are the real wins like being on a journey in the first place and then feeling good now not waiting until you have the goal that you set out for in the first place Mm, absolutely absolutely what uh brings you joy Mm, what brings me joy uh this is why it's just seeing my clients have a bigger internal transformation than they do external so becoming that version of themselves that is just confident that says no to things they don't want to do says yes to things they do want to do that lights their soul on fire um personally what gives me joy is just I don't I'm a very big extrovert so just hanging out with people being outside being my dog being with people like I just love to talk (laughs) really you seem so shy today I like when you get excited and then you start to talk faster and faster and faster and faster you're just like ah I I think she's passionate about what she's talking about. What is a hard life lesson you've had to learn this year? Oh, this year. 
Oh my God. I'm like literally in it right now. So guys, I am, it is, what day is it? It's October 28th, November 19th. I am moving to Utah right now. It's going to be for six weeks, but it can be for longer or I might end up in South America. The reason though I'm moving is because I realized that I am 27 and for so much of my life, I have taken taken on the stories and narratives that other people have given me, whether that's you're so pretty, you're hardworking, you're disciplined, or whether that's you are aggressive, you're bossy, you're mean, you're selfish. Um, That is a good one. So I said, you know what, screw this. I'm moving as far away from my family, from my friends that I can. And I'm just going to discover who Jayana is when no one's telling me a story or a narrative about myself. Like, who do I want to be today? Who do I want to be moving forward? And knowing that they can change, obviously, but I just don't feel like I actually know me. I know what I'm good at. I know my mission in my profession, but my personal statement, what I stand for, what I don't, no clue. So I feel like that's the hardest thing that I've had to accept this year. And I'm excited and scared to do the work. (laughs) I think that's so beautiful. You say that and are willing to leap there because I find it really profound when I've gone on workshops or retreats, when you can step out of your life and experience that because there are all these layers of who we've been told to be and should be. And I love your example because they're usually your qualities, like you're too aggressive and then you're driv- like driven and motivated or you're, you're pretty, but like stop being so female. And so they're usually the same thing that are pulling us in these directions instead of just stepping back and going, who am I without the noise? So I'm coming with you and I'll be there soon. <laughs> Let's go. So last question is, we fun. yeah, I love that. I was going to ask you one more, but I think that kind of answers it. So I'm just going to end there and thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy and being fierce and brave in your own life and being vulnerable enough to figure it out for yourself. Thank you. I'm so grateful to have had this opportunity to just chat with you and serve your community. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fierce Joy podcast. So now what? You have to take action. Nothing changes if you don't change something. Take one tiny insight and do something with it today or even better now. Make it easy, obvious, and of course, as enjoyable as possible. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I friggin' love this stuff. You can connect with me on Instagram at Anastasia Galka Health Coach or on my website at AnastasiaGalka.com. If you're feeling stuck or like it's time to make a change, I offer a totally free 30-minute coaching session to get you started. I'd love to hear from you. And hey, if you know someone that this episode would be helpful for, please make sure to share it with a friend and get the word out. Thanks for joining and see you next time.